welcome to another episode of Premier League Patter with Thomas Hackett, Tom Ryan and Brett Maher. Welcome back to Premier League Patter. Our 10th episode already, it's flown by. Um, please like and subscribe. It's with me, Tom Hackett, <laughs> Brett Maher and uh, Chris Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Why are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Thank you. You've done something different with your hair. I've been on holiday. <laughs> been on I've been on holiday <laughs> recently. I uh, went to Bencham. Nice. <laughs> Let's have a little clip of, uh, of Tom getting this week's fourth. <laughs> How are you anyway, Brett? Are you good, mate? I'm good. Yeah. Good week. Old. Good week. Good week, yeah. First week of full lockdown, is it? Second week? I think so, yeah. Second week, I suppose. That's it's our first, first full well, week. first since the, yeah, yeah. Last yeah. Thursday. That was a week today. Yeah. Week today. Yeah. Well, How are you? Well... Yeah. How are you, Tom? Oh, I feel great. I've never felt so alive and colourful and, <laughs> and, and, and great. Careful. I just feel full of, you know, I might get sacked by the FA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I feel, I feel good. Um, obviously, I'm delighted to have lost this week yeah. and have the first forfeit after being top of the league for the last four fucking weeks. Yeah. But, you yeah, know. To be fair, it's been Brett, I think, every week that's lost. <laughs> yeah. So the one he pulls it right, out of the bag I, and finishes first. Yeah, I'll the camera. <laughs> Fuck me. But no, in, in all honesty, um, is this meant to burn? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. my skin feels on fire. Like, yeah. I, I would be better off going on a sunbed for about 25 minutes because at the minute, I think <laughs> my skin's going to peel off by the end of this show. Well, I think you look great. Um, it's one Thanks. of many forfeits if you've I seen this. I think to go for the neck. No, all the ears. Went for the nail look off the in-betweeners. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> it, it literally does burn. So, um, you know, I'm doing all this for your entertainment. So, you know, fuck you. We, we thank you for it, mate. But uh, like we said, look, let's crack on. We've got International Break, uh, which, you know, most, well, it's a Premier League podcast, so most of our fans, most people who like Premier League... Unless um, it's a proper qualifier or whatever, anyway, oh like it's, it tends to be pretty fucking boring, isn't it? football the last... Unless season. it's a major tournament, I, I tend to not give a shit. Yeah. I'll be honest. With all this Nations League stuff, uh, it's just not the same it's as... It's just glorified friendlies, isn't it? It is. You well, know, that's, it is, yeah. that's the whole thing behind the UEFA Nations League. It was to give, like, the, the less teams more of a chance of playing at competitions, mm. your likes of Lithuania and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think, for me... The whole thing behind international football, I think the whole vibe behind it. You're starting to think kind of yeah, off early I know. again. You do know there was another <laughs> one last week. You got you had a new PB. I think no, it's not even about the way you see it. It's how often you see it as well. Because it is, I think counter or I think, I think. counter. But, but you, you also see it like, like eight times within a sentence. But uh, I, I get what you're saying. International football, pain in the ass. Uh, you look great, man. Just checking myself out. But look, let's let's, let's have a quick score recap yeah. from um, from last week's uh, results. Try try not to be put off by me uh, stunning tan and beauty. Yeah. Uh, let's crack on with this score recap from last week. We had Brighton who drew nil nil at home to Burnley. You'd like to think one of those teams would have took all three points, but making it harder for themselves in the Boring long run. Boring as predicted. Yeah, exactly. You had Southampton, who beat Newcastle 2-0. Looked really good. Armstrong looked brilliant as well. Newcastle didn't offer much really negative performance. That's well. one thing I would very quickly say on that. Yes, Southampton, top of the league, fair yeah. play and all that, but I honestly believe we could have got at them. We were very poor. Mm. I think they will come down that league. You think they were poor? 
Do you know what I, I, think? I think? we were very poor. You were poor. I, but, I, that, I, but we mm. were very poor, and it took them a, a while still to put with the sword. I, I reckon f- better teams will take them down a peg well, as they're coming I along. I think Hasselhuten came out after and says that the manner in which they're playing and performing and training even is mm. top level. They're just not, they've not got the sort of finishing edge. Like They're not able to put teams to bed earlier. Obviously, they were missing their main man, Danny Ings, but yeah, realistically, a lot of people before that fixture probably thought without Danny Ings, they don't offer anything and they still put two past you. Mm. And it, on another day, it could have been three or four. I was I was frustrated easily. watching it because yeah. I felt if we actually just played well, we could have given them a game and got a result. Yeah. Um, we were we were very poor. Well, I don't I, look I, that top of the league. Mm, I don't want to take mm. too much away from Southampton. But we were shit, and if we played better, we could have got a result. So that's why I'm not getting know, too but, carried but away but with the if hype. If you had ball, she'd be your uncle. I think like the way that you guys, I said in the build up to this game that mm. I think the game will be won in midfield, and I feel like Longstaff. Yeah, he was poor. You, you said it before. He's very uh, games pedestrian by. in some games where he can't be, and he, that was where I think the game was won in midfield. Armstrong was fantastic. So was um, Ward Prowse, and um, they just they just worked harder. Do you know, mm. one thing. When it comes down to it, a lot of teams, I think with uh, Danny Ings, it makes it easier to plan for a team like Southampton because you know where most of the play or where the main threat's going to be. When Danny Ings isn't in that team, mm. most teams are probably going to look and think, what what can we do? Like, What's going to be different about them? How yeah. are they going to approach this I don't game? Think, yeah, it's hard to set up against a team without Danny Ings. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what to expect, but to be honest, Chi Adams was brilliant. He read the line really well. Yeah, he's he, he was, he was a headache well, yeah. all day. So, moving on from that result, look at yeah. Newcastle. I, I know you've got your issues with the way he's playing, but it's, it's not looking good. Southampton top of the league, sort of rightly so. Um, the next game was Everton at home to Man United. Everton took an early lead, uh, but got beat three one thanks to three Bruno defe- Fernandez. Three defeats in a row now. Three defeats Everton. in a row. So they've they've sorted uh, they've leveled out and pla- uh, sort of plateaued quite a bit. Um, Bruno Fernandes don't know if he had a great game he gave the ball away more than I've ever seen him give the ball away but that's why they bought him because he takes those risks and yeah, sometimes exactly. it doesn't pay off he also scored a brilliant header fortuitous for his second as it looked like I mean it was a cross um, and, but then he sets uh, he, he sets off um, Cavani. Cavani to get a, a good goal early which is pretty important for a striker even if his calibre mm-hmm. so Bruno Fernandes is brilliant <laughs> Man United responded as well as they always ha- after the Ever- uh, Arsenal result. Well, that's kind of how they go, though, isn't it? That, it that is very yeah. up and down and up and down. I feel like we're going to come on to this, but I feel like Man United are back in Solchar because th- you know they're sticking with them. And to be honest, the results they're getting on individual merit, uh, they're good. You know, away at Everton's not not easy. The the, the Champions League um, results, um, but they are the hit and miss, the hot and cold. Um, anyway, three one win for Man United. The next game was Crystal Palace against uh, a Leeds team that are firing on all cylinders. Packed with controversy, but Crystal Palace won away, uh, won four one at home. We're going to um, get to one of the moments there later, but I would say with Leeds, um, that open to leak four goals every single game. Mm-hmm. I love the way I they know. play. I brilliant know. to watch, but yeah, I mean I backed Leeds. I, I thought they would be able to withstand Palace, but they couldn't. But every single game. They could have conceded four or five so far, and they're gonna have to do something about that because it's what—it's all well and good being. If you're Liverpool, they'll score four, but they'll—they can keep the clean sheet despite their mm-hmm. problems at the minute. But, but Leeds—they're not built to be able to do no, that. And they've got to be careful. I mean, I was—I was criticizing Fulham pretty heavily for their defensive frailties early on. 
I feel like it's easier to build a, a, it's easier to be, to build a good Premier League defence than it is an attack. It's pretty hard to get a, a potent attack force in the Premier League at Premier League level, and Leeds already have that. So if you think they actually, if they focus on their actual defensive mm. duties and what they do off the ball, they should be winning more games. They probably should be higher up in the league. But realistically, they've just got promoted. I think they're going to be safe. But you've, I mean, conceding four goals to Crystal Palace, who again blow hot and cold. I say blow hot and cold. Pretty much every fucking team's done that this season already. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, true. But I mean, what's your take on that game? Uh, four could have been more for Crystal Palace as well, you know. And then obviously Leeds had one chopped off, which was ruled well, out by VAR. Yeah. <coughs> Not get too much into it because I still well, think we're going to come on to all the VAR decisions. Joke. Yeah, but I mean, uh, in terms of the result, I know Palace had AU back mm. for that game. And I think he's probably relieved some of the pressure on the likes of Townsend, Zaha, Batshuayi. and even uh, Aziz. Yeah. Yeah, Easy E. Easy E. Easy E. He's looking to be, you know, for a lad who's still quite young, played in the Championship last season, he's slowly starting to come into it in this they, league. They, they just need a bit of consistency. You know, they blew Man United away early doors. They've, they've played good against Everton, could have got a result, but they just they're up and down. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, Chelsea uh, beat Sheffield United 4-1 at home. Could have been more. Hakim Ziyech was fantastic. His delivery, his his all-around player. You know, when he's on the ball, he's he slows the whole game down to his pace, which is hard to do at that level. Sheffield United got an early goal as well, but even that was probably the, the best result for them early because that's probably the way they set up. Try and nick an early goal and then defend it, but they didn't have anywhere near enough to, to, to defend against Chelsea's uh, attack. And like they got completely overran, and realistically, it could have been a lot more. Chelsea are in really good form. They've just got to. K- and Thiago Silva coming in has has really tightened and made that defense a lot more watertight. Um, so really good result for them. I'm sure Frank Lampard's pleased. Probably doesn't want the international break to come. To be honest, with the sort of form. Yeah, they're they in. were in a good run of form, weren't yeah. they? But um, look brilliant though. Yeah, not much more to say about that. Seemed quite routine. Sheffield yep. United in trouble. But the other thing to quickly touch on with Chelsea, though, they rotate a lot of players. So to get them as consistent when they've got new players coming in, they've got loads of different attacking options with Tammy Abraham. Uh, I would even class Ziyech. I think what they're doing, though, is they're, they're building a way to play. So, like, Liverpool have a way to play. You go into that team in any position, you know what you're meant to do. And I think that's what he's trying to build. Mm. And it, it, it's impressive, don't get us wrong, like you say, that, that they're able to do that already. But that's... When you've got a way that your team plays and that you a philosophy you want to imprint on the pitch, mm-hmm. then if you've got the right players around you, they should be able to slip in. I think that's mm-hmm. what he's built quite early. Yeah, well, look, if you look at their attacking options, they've got they've got a lot of different tools in their sort of shed in their arsenal. They've got they've still got Olivier Giroud. Yeah, quality. They, they've got Tammy Abraham. They've got Timo Werner. You know they've. Yeah. They've loaned Michi Bashoayo. They've as loaned well. him out to Crystal Palace, but they've you know the attacking options there. I think they've still got Crespo as well. Out on <laughs> they've still got somewhere. Crespo, yeah. <laughs> they've got uh, Gianfranco Zola. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, Poy is yeah. still on the books. Viali, but I think the whereas some teams have stuck with a, a set eleven as a sort of base and rotated one or two players around, they can literally put a, a complete second team out. Uh, with how much strength and depth they've got. So it's really good for them, like I say. Um, but moving on, West Ham beat Fulham 1-0. It was a really tight game. It was a really controversial end to the game. Um, for one, Suchek's goal is offside. Yeah. He's not offside, but the ball last played, and I think it's Sebastian Haller, 
jumps, he, he puts the defender off, he's clearly two yards offside. How VAR's not picking that up will come onto it. But Fulham can feel hard done by and Scott Parker can feel hard done by for all their good work because they played really well and to a man they were, they were brilliant um, for their level. Then the penalty they have, which they win in the last minute, last kick of the game from Tom Kearney, I think, buys one. And, I mean, if you've seen the actual penalty from Luckman, it's, 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 I mean, he knows more than anyone. You could see it in his face, but... Yeah, the boy was an alien tears, but... But it's the 96th minute. I just you're, can't believe you're, he made You're that a decision. Premier League team trying to survive. You've got an away game where you can actually pick up a point and probably should have picked up all three. And you, there's ways of missing penalties, isn't there? If, if you shank it or you, you, you want to hit the target, if you force a save... That's if you try something really cute and it doesn't come off, you're, you, there's on your no face. way to look good. It, I still think penalties are as simple as... You see the best penalty takers in the world, the... The drill them. I yeah. know you've got like the Fernandez little skip, and Janino does it now. Look at Harry but Kane. They drill them into the corner. Pick your corner and smash that. Mate, fucker Har- Harry Kane and Vardy. Even if you go the right way, you're going to struggle to get well, it. Exactly. Head down, shoulders over the ball, and fucking lace it. All this cute shit's nice when you're three 0 up. This is, what, this is what I mean when it comes down to it. Scott Parker would have rather missed a penalty if it was well drilled, and yeah, the keeper, so. you know, gets a strong hand behind it. Yeah. The fact that credit. I wouldn't have had the bottle of try and Penenka in the 98th minute, but if you, you can understand if it's a team that are going to be up and safe at come end of the season. You can understand maybe if you're 5-0 up. Yeah, but, but one, n- one nil when, down. Not when that one point could be the difference between Fulham staying in this league. It's horrendous. If, if, if I'm a teammate of, uh, of Adam Ola Luckman, I'm probably giving him uh, maybe I'm old school, I'll probably give him a fucking slap in the change room. Yeah, too I'm right. thinking you're trying to boost your own profile Doing someone cute. Putting yourself before the team. You put that in the fucking back of the net and you get our team who's worked the fucking arse off all afternoon. You get us a point. We trust you with a penalty taker. There was no one who else, who everyone trusted the guy. If he does that, I think it's just blatant. It's disrespect. It'd That's be, the way I, I take it. I'd find it's it, disrespect. I, it would be either slapping him or I'd find it hard to even talk to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, It was quite Balotelli-esque, wasn't it? Like the way, like something you'd expect yeah. from Balotelli. But I, think I, Balotelli I think even Balotelli would would know to drill that in that situation if he was at that team. Balotelli yeah, would fuck around would, in pre-season and stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that fuck out with anything. Yeah. But I, he's also Balotelli. I, I do hope, I do hope the, I do hope Luckman can come back from it because it's a horrendous mistake. He seemed really upset, so hopefully he's learned quickly. But um, it's you've got to do something special in the next few weeks and earn your team some points to come back from it'll that. It'll be interesting to see if Scotty Parker sticks with him in the in the next. I'll be tempted game. to drop um, him. Like he's I'll, got a two week break now, so. It depends what you see in training. Mm. It depends the response you see. Very interesting. Yeah. Moving on. West Brom, very tight game with Tottenham at home. West Brom did very well. I, well. Again, I think Slavin Bilic is going to be very, very frustrated. Seems to be the sort of pattern of their season so far. They're competing with the best teams, but they're just not getting over the line and getting the results that their performances warrant. This game against Tottenham, also on their side, shows their vital importance of Harry Kane. He's absolutely brilliant. He's just appealed. He's on 150 Premier League goals now. He's on course to at least beat Rooney for all EPL sort of um, top goal scorers ever. Whether or not he beat Shearer yet remains to be seen. But the way that the team's set up around him, the players, the quality of players that he's got around him now, which he hasn't had for the last four years probably, I'd seem to really give it a good go. Um, And Tottenham, like we'll come on to, 
are probably the underdogs for a, an actual title race contention. Like the, the, if they if they sort out the defensive frailties and they keep the concentration, yeah. they've got they've got probably I've, the strongest squad overall. I've, I've said it from the off that they've got two play, good players in every position. Centre half arguably not, um, but that's a win. That's a that's a type of win that does win your leagues. Yeah. Them ones where a team that you expect to be, but you have a hard game, but you still grind out the win. Yeah. Um, and, and they've arguably got the most experienced manager in the Premier League, in, in the league, yeah. In I the league. yeah. I've seen a, uh, a stat off that game. Tottenham had 132 million worth of players sat on the bench. Yeah, but you, yeah, that yeah. As well. that's what the that's, that's what this it. that's what the modern they've got the depth now, like, yeah. and then like Gareth, Gareth Bale starting to come to the force slowly but surely. Yeah, uh, you keep him fit all season, and he gets up to the standard. I know he can be at. There's a good they're, few. They're, they're, a, they're a contender. Then there's most teams that can have a probably a. 50, 100 million bench these days, even West Ham. You put Sebastian Haller on the bench, he's fucking nearly 40, 50 mil or whatever. Money's crazy nowadays, like. Um, yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> but uh, look, massive three points. Yeah, it is. Keeps him second, third, I think. Third. Yeah, and like I say, clean sheet, another big one for Tottenham. Mm-hmm. And when you just get these last minute wins, it just seems to be getting the rub of the green. It's a great header, though. Someone Mourinho loves. Yeah. He? he loves a clean sheet. Well, it makes it a difference from them conceding against West Ham the other week, last, last well, few minutes. Well, that was so, a very yeah. spursy moment that uh, they need to eradicate if they're going to be true title contenders. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, was, that was one where maybe, maybe they wouldn't have grounded out. And I think that little Mourinho yeah. factor's starting to pay off. They've got a good mix of experience with like some total inexperience. And, and I think sometimes that shows. Maybe it's the actual personalities as well and real leaders to say, look, we're 3-0 up. We do not fucking le- lose this lead. Yeah, We just don't lose this lead at all. These are mass free points. Maybe maybe they'll grow into that, but and I know Josie Mourinho is going to work on that, but they're really exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on, Leicester at home to Wolves. They won 1-0. Tight game, but Leicester did look the better. Wolves looked a little bit slow. Um, a little bit lethargic. The, their play wasn't as zippy as it normally is. They brought Adam Adomitriori on with half an hour to go. And you know what? He fucking he carved out two or three guilt-edge chances. And you think, why is he not starting? Um, he looks like the pure bright spark. Maybe the, the tactic is get them a bit sort of leggy. And then the last 30 minutes, he'll run at you. And you, there's nothing you can do. But the chances for Wolves, I know that they still you know, have, have had a good start. But... The chances are not quite there. They're not getting as many chances per match as they were last mm-hmm. season. Um, and even when you've got Raul Jimenez, like you, you, ve- you need to be very clinical. I think Leicester were better on the ball. Yeah, I think Vardy they had a better game plan. Well. Vardy did miss a penalty. He scored one, missed one. Yeah, yeah. well, it was, was it a save? Or, no, he put it no, it was saved. It was saved, oh Rube yeah. yeah. Rui Patricio, good save, yeah, that's right. Um, Leicester playing well. Wolves will probably feel a little bit uh, disappointed by the result, but Leicester, I, like I say, they've got they've got that experience and that. Um, From what I watched that game, uh, Wolves start to look a little bit clueless. I think they start to run out of ideas. Mm-hmm. I think that Adama Traore is probably a f- big gamble for Nuno. I think that's the only real card because I think when you you've lost two two players who were quite a. Uh, Creative spark for you. I think he's still trying to work with what. He yeah, they've got a new, they've got a new look to their team. I think they? I think they're a good team. Wolves. Yeah. I think they're just behind the leaders of the pack. You know what I mean? They're not quite on their level. I'd put Leicester potentially in there with the. You know, I'm talking the 
top four. Tottenham, City's, City and Liverpool. I know City are still a bit behind. I still consider them... Leicester look brilliant. Uh, but Leicester look are brilliant. looking really good. They put and, some uh, really good stuff. And Wolves are a, a little bit out of that pack, if you know what I mean. Um, James Madison was fantastic as well. Le- Leicester are just playing class across the park. And they've had injuries as well. Yeah, right? centre, uh, and they're keeping clean sheets yeah. with, a, with a back four that's depleted. Um, using Wes Morgan still. They were going to... Yeah, I know, and he's like 58, I think, <laughs> next month. Yeah. But they're, now they're doing well, Leicester, and, and they're another one who's in the running. It'll be interesting to see how they can keep the momentum going. But uh, Brendan Rodgers is just trying to just keep things nice and hush. Yeah, like, yeah. Sh- Not trying to build the expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's they've doing done that for the last couple of years. They've sort of just been sort of in the background, grinding yeah, results out, haven't they? I mean, the league's so open at this stage. I can't see it being any different by the end of December. I see it being very tight between the top eight teams potentially so yeah. it's going to be an interesting one like, is, but yeah. they're, they're obviously right there uh, I think they're second or third actually the so second, I'm can't I think, know I think they're second mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. played but well yeah they've uh, good result for them another Very clean good. sheet Body's on fire yeah. again Sunday Man City were at home to Liverpool kind of a bit of controversy about this game as well but what first half <coughs> the quality of the football in that first half mm-hmm. I knew it couldn't be replicated in the second half it was just for the human bodies to keep up that actually, level of actually performance. Actually passed out and fell asleep in the second half. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the f- maybe the first half was just that good. It was. Uh, it was. It was amazing. Yeah. It was an amazing game. Um, it was a proper chess game. I think they'll both be happy with the point. Um, Liverpool. It's 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 worth noting that they started f- all f- uh, the all four st- the strongest striking options. They started Yota. They played a four four two. Uh, with Yota and Firmino, but Yota was sort of like a, a, a false. Was that nine, four like two four? It was that at, at some point it yeah. really mm. was where you could just see Wijnaldum and Henderson sitting there, and there was a bit in where they were they're pushing forward like that, and they mm. were just a four just going at them. Yeah, it was the, I think they all went up in line, but I, I did yeah, see the a, way they dropped a back, lot of def- a lot of defending from Yota. Well, and but it definitely Salah. threw uh, it definitely threw Guardiola a bit, um, and I think. I suppose the draw suits Liverpool better because the, the City don't gain on them at all, even though there's already a gap. Yeah, contentious uh, penalty as well um, right. with Joe Gomez. He came out after and had his his bit uh, mm. uh, like sort of thoughts on the whole handball rule, how it's changed already. Should it change further? And that I thought it was a handball. I thought nah, that's a pen. I, you can't expect a player to run with like if you're running. The ball, I just for me the cross comes in from about ten yards it away. It does. It does. And it's that much whip. On I, it. I just think it's. it's I it's, don't think he's. It's meant a difficult to one. It's it. a, no, no. It's a difficult one. But, but it stopped the cross coming but, in. No, but he, he, the thing is, he he wasn't stationary when the cross came in. He was running to defend that that yeah. corner. And you like I say, it's a natural movement to run like that. I think. I, it, I know, but I think that's just hard look for me like his hands stopped the cross coming in if my team crosses a ball in whether that kid means it or not and it stops mm. the cross from getting to my striker you've denied us opportunity whether you mean it or yeah. not I believe it's a pen it's, it's a difficult one I think it's it's something that well, the only person who agreed with us on Sky Sports which I was surprised at was Roy Keane uh, Jamie Carrigan uh, Mick Richards was like no it isn't I think it is well they probably see it from a defensive point of view don't they I, I, I know, for me it is it's dead unlucky but you've stopped it the ball's 10 yards away whether you mean it or not you've stopped the cross going in with your hand mm. it's well, a handball I think the whole the whole rule has been made like that to hopefully have a more consistent mm. approach and application to these <laughs> penalties so you can just say black or white look it, it, every case is the same <laughs> whether it's unlucky or not that's the rule well, I think thing. that would have been a pen back in the day without mm. ball two anyway. things was it happened in the Leicester game Mm. Where exact yeah type of penalty do. given yeah and 
the Gomez one was more than the yeah it was yeah the, the Leicester one. one was harsh more harsh and then for yeah. I think yeah, it's probably like you say from a d- defensive point of view I wouldn't have given it and I think mm. it's probably been Liverpool's you know look at the draw that Kevin De Bruyne is well, absolutely yeah. well the thing is if, if it's set in stone like that over the full season um Every everyone's going to get the rub of the green realistically, mm-hmm. and that's the way of looking at it. Everyone's going to the same rule for everyone. For the for the most, you know, I think we're forgetting before VAR, most handballs in the box weren't deliberate handballs. No. The words still, you know, it's yeah. unintentional. But yeah. if you're stopping the ball going a certain way, yeah, th- that's how I see it. Yeah, true. The last game, anyway, moving on was uh, Arsenal at home to Aston Villa. I think it's fair to say most people would have got that <coughs> result right. We us three certainly <coughs> right. did. We got it very. I wrong. expected an Arsenal. Uh, a strong start and I expected them to have too much going forward for Aston Villa maybe Aston Villa to shrink a little bit within themselves couldn't have been further from the case Arsenal were so sloppy mm-hmm. it was probably the worst performance of the season <laughs> whether or not that's just because of whether or not that's just because of actually Arsenal's players getting motivated for a game or the yeah. you know tactics whatever else or more because Aston Villa just didn't allow them to play at all and I'd like to tend to agree with the latter I think Villa were f- absolutely gr- they were f- fantastic. Won every single individual battle. Um, Grealish and Bartley. Ross Bartley, the way they dovetail, the way they're on the same wavelength, they, they just lend the that. ball to each other. It's very hard to defend, defend against. Um, I didn't think they'd quite have that chemistry early on, but they're really, really good. And you know, and Ollie Watkins was fantastic, led the line, strong, bullied Arsenal. I think Mikel Arteta's got to go back to the drawing board what a little bit. What played in Villa's favour, I think, with Arsenal uh, having the Europa League mid, like on the Thursday. Mm. Yeah, true. I think that could have played a part. European sort Can of Can we just point out, because obviously some people's had like a bit laugh about it, but it's not been highlighted as much. What the hell is Kieran Tierney doing? Have you seen that mistake he makes? No, where he, sure. he's, he's running to chase the ball. And he goes to like step on it, step on it, but he falls over and does about six spins whilst falling over. Have you honestly not seen <laughs> it? I can't it's remember. We'll try and find the clip and roll it now. One of the best things I've ever seen. Like we'll try and find it. I've not seen it. To be fair, he's probably on about eighty grand a week, and he looks like a toddler trying to play footy. He, to be fair, he was probably the only bright spark for them that, that all afternoon. He, he did. He defended quite yeah. well. Uh, his own man and going forward, he put in some great crosses uh, and actually worked his ass off. So. Oh, yeah. it's a, Bad result for Arsenal, we but all, look, that's the we all got it so wrong. Sorry, yeah, like, like with Villa, and I'll say particularly, but it's interesting with Villa because they they were so poor. I can't remember if it was a week before, a week before that, but then they've been so good. Some games, what they've mm. done, to Arsenal, what they've done to Liverpool. If they can find the consistency and playing the way they are there, then they're going to have a good season. But at the minute, they're a little hot and cold as well because. That surprised me. Well, they were four nil down against Leicester. No, not Leicester. Four uh, one down. Four one down. Sorry, against, against Southampton. Southampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's against Southampton. Last okay, year. they were four one down, and they nearly came back and won. Yeah. Obviously, they leave it late, but they've got goals in them. I think yeah, it's a case do. of these players need to understand that Ollie they've, Watkins. They've just got to try and be yeah. as, as consistent as they can, and that's the difference. That's if why they, Liverpool won the league yeah. last year because they played them spells that Aston Villa are having in games where they're playing. Very good. Liverpool maintained that for the f- pretty much the full season. So look, they're looking great though. They're looking a far better team um, than they were last year. Um, so, but look, that's the roundup of last week's scores. Some really good games. Um, it sets up the next uh, set of fixtures really well as well. This is what the league table is currently looking like. 
Um, if you have a little check, I'll, uh, can I do yeah. the Rafa Benitez arm? Or I'll, up. I'll, I'll go down. I'll just do... This, this is good TV, isn't it? This is mm. great TV, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what the league table looks like. Yeah. Now it's time to decide our goal of the week. Goal! Three goals to choose from this week. Um, we've got Patrick Bamford. We've got Eze from Crystal Palace. His free kick. Free kick. We've got Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez is uh, his, his first, his header. Part of Bamford's obviously not the one that was chalked off. His chest and volley from Click, uh, fantastic bit of centre forward player. We're going to go with. We've all decided that Patrick Bamford wins this week's goal uh, goal of the week. Yeah. Um, followed by Eze's free kick and Bruno Fernandez's uh, header. Three quality goals. Yeah. The reason I personally love the Bamford one though is the way he controls that ball. Yeah. He doesn't. If that's me, or I don't know, uh, you know, a lot of players actually, even the pros, would maybe try and chest that out and take it under control that way. Yeah. He just runs forward, lets it hit his chest. He knows exactly where the ball's going to go. Lets it actually hit him. Yeah. Roll down, and it's a class volley. And yeah. he is, he's looking, he is a brilliant player. He's looking he's great. He's looking player. great. He's had to play his trade down the championship. Um, and play everywhere. He had a great game against us for Middlesbrough. He's got to be a shout for, for England soon, hasn't he? Is he in the squad? No, he's not. He's never been. He's got to be there soon. He he is quality. He's something boy. different. I'm not yeah. sure. He's something. I different. like him. When you've still got the likes of you know Callum Wilson, who's not getting a look in, yeah. Danny Ings and stuff like that. There's I a lot of good choices. Yeah. Like. yeah, there's. I think Southgate's yeah. definitely got more of a. Yeah. Do you think it's a case of each fit in that team, that speci- specific team, that Leeds team? Well, not a case of that. You could just put him in any team because I think I think the way Leeds play helps him. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that he'd pl- play the exact same with the exact same freedom in an England kit or, or any other team for that matter. No, nah, he uh, wouldn't have that freedom because England. But he's got a great left foot. That way. He yeah. reads the line really well. He really reads the line well. Uh, he, he, to be fair, he's, he's unlucky with a few contentious offsides this week as well. But that's what I see best about him. He makes very clever little runs yeah. and he times his runs to perfection. Um, I really like him, but I think he's got to have a good year under his belt. I reckon he'd do well at City. Do you reckon? I was more thinking Leicester. Him and Vardy. Ooh. Fucking uh, Ian, Ian Nacho's back now, isn't he, though? Ian's Nacho's. <laughs> but anyway, look, Patrick Bamford won this week's goal Sergio's of the week. Uh, there, was a, there was a kind of few in there. There wasn't. It wasn't a massively uh, high goal scorer. And Ezzy's free, free kick was good, yeah. free kick was good, yeah. I love Bruno Fernandez's header, though. It doesn't... Come straight out of Croydon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> player of the week this week. This is time for player of the week. What's up, player Three players, we've actually decided already to go with Ollie Watkins just for the way that he read the line against an Arsenal team that, you know, have been praised for their defensive capabilities so far this season. That's actually the other side of the pitch that they've had to improve. So Gabriel, Rob Holden, um, Kieran Tierney and even Leno, they've all been really good this season and he dismantled them. And at times he was very, he was left with 20 yards of space without a teammate and, you know, he it's early days, but it's very good signs from him so far. Um, His first goal was a proper strike. As and you think goal what? As he, well. Yeah, and you think what he done against Liverpool as well. Like, is a guy who's came from the Championship at Brentford and had a really good. Uh, uh, he had a really <coughs> good sort of record there, but he's come up here without any fear and he's playing really well. Um, and I think he's a big, big part of that Aston Villa team. People, eyebrows were probably raised when there was thirty-three million spent on him. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it just the lot. unknown, like. It's that thing, isn't it? There's been a history of strikers who score 20, 25 goals in the championship and then 
struggled to put yeah. five away in the Premier League, but he's already done that, so it's, yeah. it's looking good. It's one thing doing it in any other league, doing that, it in the Premier League. That was definitely totally the different. best thing that could have happened for Villa, Brentford missing out on promotion, because I feel if Brentford came up... They would have yeah, kept him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a good bit of business from them as well. Uh, but so in, <laughs> Fulham's done them a solid. <laughs> yeah. But and you're right as well, mate. Um, I think that... Um, Doing it in the Premier League is a completely different kettle of fish. There's so many players who've come from abroad, had good, re- like Afonso Alves, remember him? He scored like a thousand goals in a season in, in Eredivisie. Came over here for Middlesbrough, just was was woeful, woeful. Here's, here's another one for you, Josie Altador. He's, an, he's one for you. Phil Walcott. Phil Walcott. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Josie Altador. Phil Walcott. Josie Altador. When Altador was playing in the Eredivisie for, I think it might have been AZ Alkmaar, he was getting like, I think he got like 23, 24 goals. And then we ended up signing him thinking, oh. He was so and bad. And then he was so, like, yeah. the goal that he scored was. I bet on that, remember? You, yeah, Tom, a- Tom actually put Josie Altidore first well, we goal. Had, uh, we had Luke de Jong come to us with a good record. And then he <laughs> left us and he's got another good record. But, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, it just happens that way sometimes. One of me, this is a bit off topic, I'll just tell you as well, so you speak about Luke de Jong. Uh, do you know how we had a collapsed lung? Is that, is that, that might CM? be CM, CM, yeah. When CM was in hospital with a collapsed lung, one of my mates tweeted a picture to him of uh, no, like a chav lung. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said like a bucket. he tweeted him at, uh, a lung saying, do you want one of these? <laughs> Jeez, well, was it in Newcastle at the time? Aye. That's all man of isn't it? So Ollie, Ollie Watkins, anyway, yeah. guys, was our player of the week. I think he, I think he's a really good show for player of the week on yeah, his performance. Yeah. Um, second was Bruno Fernandes because although he had a mixed bag, like we've said, but off camera, that's why Man United bought him. He hasn't got like the best passing accuracy in terms of ratios and statistics, and he, but he, he's a risk taker, and some of his passes don't play don't um they don't play out as they should. He gives the ball away quite a lot, but he's also a match winner, and he was fucking brilliant. He really grafts hard. He could have been sent off. He gets stuck in so much. He scored two. He set up um he set up another. He was brilliant. So he's another yeah. good shout. The third shout was Hakim Ziyech. Albeit against a, a pretty poor Sheffield United team, his delivery, his patience on the ball, he's just literally, he's not been in that team much. You're on about work rate as well. Yeah. I, was, I, I always knew he was a good player. I knew, I felt he would do well for Chelsea, but I didn't realise how gra- hard he grafted off the ball. I did not realise that, and he puts that in. like, yeah. And you put that into the mix with the skill and the accuracy yeah. of his cross well, and everything else, so you've got to fucking well, play. Ajax's sort of academy is built on that. They've all got a technical ability, but... They fucking give you a game. <laughs> they they hit the game. They get the, they'll they'll outrun you. Did you see the um, pass for Timo Werner's goal as well? The, yeah, back uh, pass. Just his left foot. He just oh, no, it was a back pass for Timo Werner's goal. It was Ben Chilwell. Chilwell to the back post. Oh, the first goal where it comes over the right wing. Yeah, why is he? No, it was uh, it was it he put it over to Kovacic. Kovacic brought it back to Tammy Abraham. Um, Timo Werner was passed, played on side by their defence. But uh, mate, you're right. Though what you're saying is his, his delivery is fucking special. Like, um, he, I think he played a forty yard ball uh, ball to Ben Chilwell's balls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, if that's not accuracy, I don't know what is. <laughs> he scored with his penis. Yeah. <laughs> so the predictions, um, the prediction league table looks like this. I've actually took over Tom. Brett, you've got a lot more points back. Um, I'm on thirty eight. You're on thirty seven. And you're on 32 at the minute. Uh, I had co- more than 21, didn't I? You're on, 
you're on 21 you got to a, a, no you're on no, 29 that would be 30 no you're on yeah, I don't know look, look it doesn't matter there they are if you listen on Spotify I'm sorry I can't get you up to date results <laughs> but yeah. I'm winning Tom second Brest third check yeah. us out on YouTube you'll see the scores there <laughs> Moving on um, to this week's headlines. Best one to start with probably is Liverpool's injury list. Um, Tom, do you want to get us started on this, mate? It's It's been a yeah, difficult start uh, of their season, but they are not having much luck when it comes to players staying fit. Difficult start in terms of um, injuries, most definitely, but still right up there, though, um, which has got to be a good sign. Drawn with City still, but they've just recently, Gomez, just been injured out on England, England duty. Yeah. Um, so I believe their list... Trans- uh, transfer list, sorry, <laughs> injury list yep. now consists of Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Van Dyke, Gomez, Fabinho, um, Fabinho Chamberlain, 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 Thiago, yep. and it doesn't bode well when you've got like Joel Matip who's just made out <laughs> of crisps. Um, so I, it, it's funny to see what they're going to do. Um, I know there's talk, which I think you alerted with two breaths, I'll let you bring up, of potential transfer in the January who they're looking at. Yeah, it's crazy. That is a crazy injury list, but they're dealing with it really well can so I far. They've got a two-week break now as well. Maybe can I ask if Trent Alexander-Arnold's injury is confirmed what it is and how long he's out for? I'm not sure. I think it's just a knock. It's just uh, a short it, one. He'll be out, though. He'll be back. Uh, but uh, but uh, the, he, there's a chance he'll be back for the two weeks, but they haven't confirmed he will. So he could miss the next game what, as well. What it comes down to is the way Jurgen Klopp plays football. That's such high intensity. It does mm. take its wear and tear on a player's body. Um, there's no doubt on how well conditioned that Liverpool, p- them Liverpool players are. Yeah. Over a course of you know, from restarting in May up till now, it's a lot of games mm. for this Liverpool team, and it's it's hard to keep fit when you're constantly dumping. Yeah. That high to press. be fair, I, I will say though, Van Dijk's tackle, we know what that is. Yeah. Not going to get into that. That that's not got anything to do with fatigue or overtraining. Joe Gomez is, sounds like it's the same. It sounds like it's a heavy tackle in training. From England, and England, also so. um, Thiago's was as well if you remember off, uh, he got yeah. fucking clattered was it Richarlison? Broke his leg right off Richarlison. Shins, Trent Alexander-Arnold also got clattered at the weekend against City so they're all impact injuries some of them worse than others but I think it's maybe just look at the draw as well the thing is what, what, sorry before we move on though Tom uh-huh. what did you think of Joe Gomez this weekend this weekend gone against Man City how do you think he fared with Joel Matip um, well, I'd only seen that first half. <laughs> so uh, we got I, done. You got done off. Yeah, Jesus, uh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. I won't say it Put again. Put a cross in. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't want to comment too much because the first half, uh, especially the first twenty minutes, so was so open. But I do apologise. I completely missed the second. So I don't want to go into that too much. But what I would say is, Liverpool are lucky in the sense that they've got the most versatile player to ever walk the planet in James yeah. Milner. Uh, I mean. I think if Allison wasn't back in time, they would have probably put him in goal next. So, yeah. like, True. He, he can play anyway. He can fill in that spot for Alexander Arnold at the weekend if needs be. He's, he. Uh, sorry, I'm just going on a little James Milner love rant here. But uh, in terms of Gomez, though, I don't know. I, I've quite liked him, but uh, I didn't see the rest of that game. So. I think he was good. I think Joel Matip, like you see, if he can stay fit and he's not made of crisps, as you put it, uh, he's another really good centre half. But yeah, it's 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 difficult. When uh, just a to touch on what Tom said about who Liverpool had been linked with, yeah. just being given it some thought there. What it is, uh, David Alaba from or David Bayern, Alaba, David yeah. Alaba, Alaba uh, from Bayern Munich. The one factor that I can maybe see him picking City over Liverpool is just quite simply Pep, Pep Guardiola. Yeah, I Pep. think yeah, maybe he's worked with him like, but effect. yeah, 
to be, I I'm, don't know, to be in this Liverpool team at the minute. I don't know. It'll be an interesting battle it'll, if they both go. It'll be him. more of a comfortable feel for him going to City because mm. he knows Pep quite well. Tyago is obviously at Liverpool as well. Yeah. It could be and a matter of whoever yeah. gets on to him the most about going. I don't see him featuring much at Munich as regular because he is starting to get on just a little bit. Not that that makes he said a difference. That about Sergio no, I'm not saying that, that makes a difference, but I think with the players Bayern Munich's got coming through, the likes of Davies and stuff like that, I feel that he's just going to be kind of used as like a covering I for think, each position. Uh, yeah. I think they've got long term plans with Afonso Davies. Yeah. Um, Mate, he's 29. Yeah, I'm not saying he's pasta. I'm saying that obviously Munich are going to look to play. The future. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they've got good centre halves. Whether he'll play centre half, I can't imagine he's a well, better he left centre half. Left he, back. He, he played against Dortmund. Probably there hold him in field. Fucking awesome. But, uh, but that's the other uh, headline David Alaba between Liverpool or City. Um, that'll be a really interesting one. I'd love to see him in the Premier yeah, League. Come he's January. built for it. He's yeah. a very good athlete. Um, what we've got next? We've got, uh, oh, a little quick one to touch on. Uh, Jude Bellingham getting an England call up, seventeen years of age. Already oh. had fifty professional games. I'm Champions a big League. Fan of him. He's fucking awesome. Fifteen year old, and he was playing first team football for Birmingham. I know we've had quite a few players over the years. You know, uh, Mason Bennett being one. Mm. who was fifteen, sixteen when he was playing for Derby. But for a player like Jude Bellingham, you know, young, strong centre mid, you know, good on the ball, and I think he's look good. At it's Dortmund. what's going to really develop him. Is being a Bayern Munich, you've, uh, I mean Dortmund, Dortmund, you've seen what it's done to a player like Jadon Sancho, how much it brought him on. Loads of players there, it's, mate. And he's he's going to be learning from players like Thomas Delaney, uh, even Sancho himself. I know Sancho's only a little bit older than him. It can really bring can out like the Rice best. And yeah, they've got some quality sentiments. Yeah. Good, good stock from uh, Dortmund, didn't it? Yeah. The, the, the breed players the right way, train them the right way. So it does seem the best place for him to go to yeah. learn your trade. I love how you've said breed there. It's <laughs> yeah. almost as if like Dortmund. Well, they yeah. sort of do. They it's buy them in early. Kind of, and they, they it's like that Ajax thing, you know. They, they've got a stock of... It was like Man U back in the day. You know, like players who never quite made it and they went to other clubs and what, had Robbie, okay like Robbie Savage. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he played in the Premier League for 10 years. True. Fletch. I mean, he was shite, like. Yeah, Darren Fletcher. Yeah. But, you know, like, there's certain teams who you purchase from yourself, you know, they're good stock. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what they do. True. We've touched on Aston Villa. They've had a great start. Whether or not they can keep it up or not remains to be seen. Uh, there's not much more to speak about that. Um, what I would like to speak about quickly um, is Man United and Solskjaer. Now, we've already discussed that. <sighs> they're inconsistent I know it's a talking point and it's been boring boring man no, no, United no, no, but no, I'm sorry that's just my personal no but why are why are they what's the long term plan here with Edward Wood 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 is Edward Wood Wood yeah exactly how much but look what's his plan with Solskjaer I don't know I think the fans when you've got an ex-player like that especially one who's loved for what he's done for the club and actually just the man he is you get a lot more time, but there's certain things that I see with Solskjaer from an outside point looking in that I think don't look quite right. The manner in which they lost that game in Istanbul in the Champions League after the on on the back of beating PSG as well away. Like he comes out in his presser and he's he's smiling. Like I can't imagine if Pep or Jurgen Klopp, I can't imagine many managers coming out after a game where they know they should have got a result and smiling and playing things off rather than giving it to their players a little bit, not taking all the brunt of the blame and saying that it's just not fucking good enough for a Man United team 
It's not good enough. You've got to be winning these fixtures. Why? Why is he coming out and smiling? Like, that's that's the question I, I'd pose to him. And I think that filters into the team. I think when you've got a dressing room of, of characters like they do have, maybe maybe his approach isn't the best. It's maybe the most not the best, most pragmatic approach. Maybe you need someone who's a little bit more of a disciplinarian as as opposed to just a nice bloke. What what do you what do you guys think on that? What do you think, Tom? I um yeah, I know what you mean. That that would piss me off watching it as a fan. Certainly, if if you felt like they needed a kick up the arse and you're still happy, smiley. But I think I mean the I think some of the problems are fairly obvious in terms of what's on the pitch. Centre half needs to be sorted out, and they don't have anybody. And well, I know some some players are, are like uh, some people say that are ah, like I actually don't mind Fred, I don't mind McTominay, I don't mind this and that. But nobody cuts the ball out in midfield for them. They haven't got an enforcer in there. Yeah. Uh, if they sort that spine out, they've got good attacking players and goals in them. I, I don't, um, I'd honestly argue, argue they've already got a good spine, but it's also it's just the inconsistency. It's like you're playing the same players who beat PSG, yeah. then don't even turn up against Istanbul. Yeah, it's like strange. the defender. We'll not get back on that defender for the first goal, but like it's the same lower. players. Mm. What do you think happens if Roy Keane manages that team? Or someone of his style? Or Paolo <laughs> De Canio if goes in that dressing room. How many players does he rub it the wrong way? How many players don't want to play for him? Paul Pogba. Well, exactly. Yeah. Player like that. And th- there's a lot of player power in that dressing room. A lot of people on crazy that, that money. That is probably one of the main issues. Even like Martial. Like, he's so I hot and cold. You're relying on him as a front man. Perhaps this is what um, this is what Cavani's going to bring. Because I know he's a workaholic. He, he trains his fucking arse off. He's top level. I think he's still top level. If he gets the supply, he'll be absolutely, yeah. he'll be fire. And maybe he's the guy who can actually be consistent in front of goal because they haven't got an out and out number nine. I know the time. I just say what they need to do is, me personally, it's a bold move. Cash in on Pogba. I don't think there's any problems I with them do. going forward. That fo- ship I don't think there's any problem with this United team going forward with the likes of Rashford, mm. Fernandez, Martial, Greenwood. Greenwood. I don't think there's any problem with them going forward. I think. They need to get rid of Pogba, bring in someone who works, who's good on the ball. I wouldn't say, you know, like a canter, but a player, that t- kind of player. Like what Leicester's got with Yuri Tillemans, you know, someone mm. who's good on the ball, yeah. works, and he's good in that bit. I think yeah. defensively, wan is good enough. I think De Gea's good enough. But what about Van der Beek? Van der Beek. Is I he d- like I d- for I like, do like Donny. I do like Donny. He's different uh, to Yuri Tillemans, but they brought him in and he's like, he's excess to requirements. No, yeah, they're not playing him, eh? I don't know what's, do you know, what's going on. Do you on know there? what I would argue? And they'll not get him because his class is a rival. Do you know the sort of player they need? They've got Cavani, which, you know, give him time and I think he'll do well. They need someone like Olivier Giroud. They need someone to get them up the fucking pitch. Sometimes they rely on they rely on Rashford, Martial, Greenwood. All good players, but they're not out and out goal scorers and they can't hold the ball up well enough at all. I, I think Rashford is. No, he's not, mate. If, he Ra- if Rashford I think, I plays through the middle... Where they need I mean, it was it was... Well known last year that those front three, Martial, Rashford and Greenwood, got more goals than Liverpool's front three. So you could argue that, but I don't know. Uh, it, for me, uh, the, the leak too many goals and the, the defence comes under the cosh because it, uh, it cuts through the midfield too easily. Yeah. So I, I think they, they, they haven't they got need Jordan Henderson. On, they need someone to cut that out. Yeah, they do. When Jordan Henderson was missing <laughs> from Liverpool's team, their <coughs> back line looked very vulnerable. What he needs to do is cash in Pogba, cash in under here. Very, yeah, very bold. 
cash in on them do give Dean Henderson a go this is a young lad yeah, who had a very solid at Sheffield United yeah, uh, I think with the money that they get probably scraped together off Pogba and De Gea I think you can still get 100 million off those two go in maybe you know try and get someone like Raphael Varane they need marquee players like Chelsea do. They play fit. They pay fifty million for a player that's got a high percent, a high chance of just doing well. They don't make. They don't make. They don't make too many sort of gambles. Do you know what I mean? What's happening with Smallin? He's fucking playing class. He's in my team of the week on FIFA. He's class at Roma. He's there. He's staying there. He's staying there. Yeah. Was it a permanent move? Yeah. See, next time. That's, he was good. He yeah, was better than Phil better Jones. Better than what they've got. Yeah. Any other talking points? Yeah. Look, the only other thing we'd say is, like we say every week, fuck VAR, I'm sick of VAR. Hopefully, when we get back to the results, I'll win the next one, and one of you fuckers can do something like <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, we've still got really, we've got a full jar of other forfeits that are brilliant, um, and yeah. this is going to make the predictions a lot more tense, <laughs> a lot more important. I'm going to have a, I'm gonna I'm going to, like, yeah, I know. I'm going to study everything. <laughs> I'm not going to be trying to pull any sort of uh, stupendous sort of predictions out. I'm going to be trying, I'm going to be yeah. play it safe from that on. Yeah. I don't want to look like that. <laughs> Just one nils everywhere and trying to get the result <laughs> literally um i think that's it guys look uh enjoy okay, your international break um please like and subscribe don't like Sh- this. share us if you've got any other um ideas for player of the week goal of the week yeah let us know in the comment section um any other ideas for anything you can dm us uh we're going to still be continuing to do these throughout lockdown. But uh, but yeah, look, guys, have a, have a good international break. We'll still be here next week. Remember, save it in your diary. Friday, 7 p.m., the, the video gets uploaded every single week. I've just done that, and I've noticed how white my hand is against me. That is fucking horrendous. <laughs> save that in your diary, guys. 7 p.m. every Friday. Premier League partner here. Uh, and uh, yeah, have a good week. Bye.